Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. And then we'll look, turn over there to Galatians. Genesis 6, 3. The entire Bible is the inspired word of God. That means it was God breathed and men wrote it down so that you and I have it today. But especially in God's word, when I see the words, and the Lord said, I want to see what he said. I want to see what he said. I want to see what he was talking about. So in this chapter 6, verse 3, the book of Genesis, it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Now I'll wait till you get over to Galatians uh, chapter 5, and let's look at, uh, start with 16. The Spirit of God will not always strive with man. He says that. The Word of God says that. Now that means two, that's two ways, okay, right quick, while you're looking, getting over there. If you're lost, and you may be no longer hearing anybody witness to you, or you don't no longer any, feel the Spirit of God, then the Spirit's left. And I'm sorry. But you could call it back if you're sincere. So the Spirit of God will not always strive with man concerning salvation. Also, the Spirit of God will not always strive with us as Christians if we continue to disobey the Lord. He will withdraw from you His presence. It don't mean you're lost. You're still saved, but He will withdraw His presence. It is important that you stay connected with the Spirit of God. As he said, my Spirit will not always prod you. Now Galatians 5, look at 16. This, this I say then. Now here's what we're supposed to be doing, y'all, as Christians. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. If you, be, if you then be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Listen to what he says. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, endings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such the like. He says, After which I tell you before I have also told you in time past that they which do such things, listen to what he says, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lust. If you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch our heart, touch our lips, touch our tongue. God, may we say what needs to be said this morning. May your Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. May your will be done in this service. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. While you're being seated there, also don't forget Brother Legan Gibson's at Jacksonville uh, at the Mayo Clinic. We hope he gets good results. We hope they have a, a safe trip back. And also another one of our little miracles in is in our midst, little Ella. Uh, Vincent sitting right here. Uh, raise your hand, Ella. Wave at us, baby. There you go. I see you. 
Amen. That's a miracle from God. And he continues to perform miracles in our lives if we will allow him uh, to do such. The works of the flesh. I wish I could change things. Paul says here, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things I know I ain't had no business doing, that's what I wind up doing. The devil sees to it. The devil sets traps. He sets people in strategic locations to trip you and me up, to get us to go astray. Because all he needs is one Christian out of bounds, off sides. And you know what happens? Just as you'll watch the ball game this evening, one runner out of bounds penalizes the whole team. One runner offsides penalizes the whole team. One Christian out of line offsides penalizes the entire church. Hello? If you're out there, say amen. If you're not, just say, oh, me. You know, the Spirit of God is real. Without the Spirit of God... There's no conviction. Without the Spirit of God, there's no confessing. Without the Spirit of God, there's no cleansing. We can't afford to be without the Holy Spirit of God. We depend on the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, give me the right words. If we're saved, hey, Spirit lives within us. And it's important to obey the Word of God. Let me, let me just say this a moment. If you're lost right now, you're sitting in here, you hear my voice. If you're lost right now, I want you to, I want all of us, let's all of us close our eyes. You don't have to bow your head, close your eyes a minute. Everybody, nobody looking around, not even the pastor. If you're lost right now with your eyes shut, the only light you can see is that which is penetrating your eyelids. Hell is darker than that. Pain is more severe than any pain you have ever had. And I beg you in the name of Jesus right now, you need to invite God through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit of God, into your heart, into your life, and obey Him with eyes still shut. Christian, if you know if somebody's lost, you need to breathe a prayer for them right now. Lord, save so-and-so. You can't open your eyes. The fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. All of that is in the opposite direction of all this other garbage. And I say garbage because, hey, a lot of us, I said us, have been involved in it. And we know that it's garbage. And the devil knows it's garbage. You don't have to raise your hand here, but how many of you men take out your trash? <laughs> how many of you men like me sometimes have lost something and just beyond losing it, she packed it in there and tied it up? And you got to go through that mess. I'm telling you, I've been through some mess. And it's not pleasant. I'm thinking, good night. Go all the way to the bottom and it's not there. It's not there. Where we think something ought to be sometime is not there. Where we think we need to be sometime, we're not there. 
If you're lost this morning, the reason you're lost is your decision, your choice. You were born lost. You have a choice to accept Christ before it's everlasting too late. As a Christian, I wasn't born saved. I got saved at the age of 12. And we make choices. And we make decisions as Christians. Sometimes those are bad choices. Bad choices. And Lord, how can I get out of this? Simple thing, confess. Confess. Bible says to confess our sins. Say, even this far, confess our sins one for the other, one, one to another, and ask that person to pray for you. Prayer is a powerful thing. And the Spirit of God wants to be right in the midst of prayer. You know, it's, it's amazing I believe there is a sin today that goes beyond our imagination. A sin today that goes beyond our imagination. In fact, probably in this very room right here, we have sinned against the Holy Spirit of God. As you notice the title, sins. Not sin, but sins against the Holy Spirit of God. In our good news ministry, Orchard Park. We're doing our best to instill in the little children, hey, it's God who is the creator. It's Jesus who died on the cross for you. It's the Holy Spirit that wants to come in. And they've almost got it. They can get God and Jesus real quick, but they sometimes they're a little slow picking up on the Holy Spirit. You know something? You and I, sometimes we're a little slow picking up on the Holy Spirit of God. He is a real person. He is just as real as God the Father and Jesus the Son. And he wants to come into our life. He wants to save us. Sins against the Holy Spirit of God. You know, it's a horrible thing. Uh, we can and we do sin against the Holy Spirit of God. We could be indifferent. Our attitudes can be rotten. We can be rebellious toward the Spirit of God. But the name Spirit appears no less than 171 times in the Word of God. The first place it appears is in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. And then the last place it appears there is in Revelation chapter 22, uh, verse uh, 17. Let's see if I could uh, locate that right quick. Twenty-two seventeen. I know you don't got it on your eyeball phone. And the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that hear it say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely from the first to the last. It's Jesus all the way. You'll not get into heaven without the Lord Jesus being in your heart through the Holy Spirit of God. You can work, you can buy, you can pay, you can do all you want to do, but you're not going to get there, and neither am I, unless you're saved, born again by the blood of Jesus. There's no other way. You know, it's exciting to me to watch the progress out here, especially when we get to have our hands in it, Okay? I mean, to look back at the end of a day and say, wow, look, I couldn't wait to, to top over the hill there this morning to see what the guys got done after I, I left. Oh, just a good bunch of men. We had the lady come. May have been more than one. Making pictures. 
Yeah, I saw you on Facebook. Well, I don't know how to get on it. I don't want to know how to get on it. <laughs> I saw a man the other day, and I pointed out. I said, look what he's talking on. He had a flip phone. I whooped mine out just to show him I'm on his side. <laughs> a flip phone. <laughs> oh, I told Lynn, I said, look, if they quit making flip phones, this preacher will not have a phone. She said, you may have to go back to your bag phone. Good night. I had one of them. Looked like a woman with a pocketbook. Anybody remember them? Seriously, it was sitting there. Had great big old battery. Must have weighed three pounds. Pull that thing out and go to dial and got a wire hooked to it. <laughs> well, I want to be in touch with y'all. I want you to be in touch with me. But more than that, I want us to be in touch with the Holy Spirit of God. He is important. Well, let's, let's look at the sins against the Holy Spirit. Some of them you may not even thought about. You might not even thought about this being a sin, okay? First of all, sins against the Holy Spirit of God is, first of all, rejecting the Spirit. Now listen, rejecting His plan. You know what His plan is for everybody? That to be saved. It's not, listen, it is not God's will that any person perish and die and go to hell. It is not His will. Regardless of what some denominations say, well, there ain't going to be but so many people saved. That's right. Well, how you know you're one of them or you're not one of them? You don't. Neither do I. But the bottom line is, Jesus died one time and died for everybody. Do not reject his plan. In Genesis chapter 6 through 8, no, I'm not going to read all those. But you can go back and read it. It's talking about all that, that Noah did. And then all the animals, somebody said, how in this world did Noah get all those animals on that ark? All he did, y'all, was do what God said. God said, build the ark. Build it. He did. He built it. When time come, listen, you watch animals. They will speak volume to you if you watch them. And so they gathered. Hey, they knew who was supposed to go in there. You know something, of all creatures that God has ever created, the animals are the only ones that obey 100%. You and me can't do it. Oh, we can't do it. It tires our nerves up if God said, I want you to do this, and here's what I Oh, Lord, I, you know, i got so much to do. I just, there's no way I can get to that. Well, I guess you will get to it because I'm going to fix you where you can't do anything else. Don't reject his plan. His plan is to be saved. This was a free ride for the animals. It was a free ride for everybody, but only eight souls made it because they were obedient to God. I want to tell you something. We don't need to, when we talk about rejecting the Spirit, we don't need to reject his plan. Secondly there, we don't need to reject his pleading. We talk about rejecting the Spirit, his pleadings. In Proverbs 29.1, it says, He who hardens his neck. You ever had a crick? Yeah, I've had a crick. Look over yonder. Whole body's got to turn. And oh yeah, I'm over here. Oh, hey. What's wrong with you? I got a crick in my neck. <laughs> I can fix it. No, don't touch me. Hey, it's hurting. People spiritually harden their neck. I'm not going to accept Christ. I'm not going to accept his word. I'll come to church. I'll do this and I'll do that. But don't ask me to be saved. 
I'm living my own little world. I'm happy as I can be doing what I'm doing like I'm doing it. We reject his plan. We reject his pleadings. Listen, the third thing. We reject his pardon. Pardon. I can't imagine how it feels to be arrested and be in jail and then be pardoned, okay? I can't imagine being cooped in a cell, not being able to do this and that and the other. But let me tell you something. If you're lost, you're cooped in a cell and the devil is over it. You might think you got the world by the tail, but buddy, you do not. You are a slave to sin. You say, I live, a, I don't sin. I do, I do, well, I hope you do. But there's one sin you're guilty of and you can't get out of it, and that's rejecting Jesus, except by accepting him. Don't reject his plan. Don't reject his pleadings. And for goodness sakes, his pardon. Second Corinthians 6.12, excuse me, 6.2 if you're writing. This is plain and simple. This is what Paul said. Today. Today. Where is yesterday? It's gone. It'll never be back. Where is tomorrow? It'll never be here. Tomorrow never comes. So he said, today is the day of salvation and pardon. Hey, that's a gift from God. Well, we shouldn't reject the Spirit. The second thing about sins against the Holy Spirit of God, listen. Blasphemy against the Spirit of God. What is blasphemy? Let me just share a little bit with you. To curse God. I visited a man one time. He, he, didn't, want to, he didn't want to be saved. He didn't want to talk about God. He didn't want to have anything to do with the church. Anything. He had a child that was bad sick. And I said, listen, I said, God may be waiting on you through this sickness to get you saved. Well, I'll tell you right now, if he's the cause of my child getting saved, I'll take a baseball bat, and if he comes down here, I'll beat him over the head with it. I said, son, you don't have a clue what you're saying. Blasphemy against God, the one who created you, the one who gives us air into our lungs, the one who keeps our heart beating, the one who causes the blood to flow. And he knows where you hurt, and no, he knows where I hurt. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit of God. To curse God. To swear. Why do you want to swear? Well, let me say this. <laughs> I've never had to be on a jury. I've been, but never was called. Okay? Or witness. But I promise you, if I ever am, if I ever am, and they say, would you put your hand on the Bible and swear? I said, I'll put my hand on this Bible. I'll trust God and I'll tell you the truth, but I ain't swearing. And you can't make me swear. Well, they won't swear you in. I don't care. What have I got to lose? We should not swear. People say, I swear to God. You know, why? That's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit of God. To speak sacrilegiously of God the Father. Oh, it's an old man upstairs sending this weather. No, it is not the old man upstairs. And it is not the old man in the big house. He is God Almighty. He is still in charge. He calls the shots. And he can zap you or me out of this world just like that. Either lost or saved. We toy around with God. We play with God. And we speak lightly of God. And it's blasphemy. All of it is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit of God. 
I want to turn to Matthew 12, 31. I won't wait on you, but I'll, I'll get right on. 12, 31. Matthew 12, 31. I'll back up on what I said. As long as I hear pages turning, I'll wait. Matthew 12, 31, here's what it says. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God, shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world or in the world to come. You cannot get out from under that. I beg you, I challenge you, don't sin against the Holy Spirit through blasphemy. And the last thing on being a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is rejecting Jesus. Rejecting Jesus. You say, I, I'm not rejecting Jesus. If you're saved, you haven't rejected Jesus. If you're lost right now, you are rejecting Jesus. If you've been saved, maybe maybe you've not made it public. You're rejecting Jesus. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. It's, it's plain and simple. It's cut and dried. Let me say a third thing with you. Not only rejecting the Spirit and blasphemy of the Spirit, but listen, lying against the Spirit of God. That story is in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. I'm not going to read this, but the design for um, Sapphira, um, the name just left me, help me, y'all. Ananias and Sapphira, thank you. They made a plan. They had a design before they went to, to the house of God. They had a plan. They decided how much they were going to give all that money. They said, now, we got to keep our stories just right. Now, you, you, you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm following you. No, I don't want you to go when I go. Let, don't let us go together because they'll think something's up. So we'll go separately and we'll put in our, our money. And it'll make us look good and make us feel good. And, hey, we'll be noticed in the community. That was their design. Okay? Well, they went forward with their design. But what they didn't consider was what was ahead of them and it's called destruction the Bible says when Ananias went before Peter brought his offering laid it down Peter just simply said Ananias is this uh, is this everything is this all that you're supposed to get it's all of it every bit of it I've given all of it we sold this property we've, we've done this we've done and we've given it all Boom, he hit the ground, dead as four o'clock. Men came in, picked up his body, went out and buried it. Bible says a few hours later, Sapphira, she comes in, comes up before Peter with her offering and lays it down on the altar. And Peter says, Sapphira, is this all of it? She said, that is all of it. We, we agreed that this is what we would do and we've given it all. Bam. She, before she hit the floor, he said to her, he says, your husband hadn't been gone from here long. Oh, yeah. These men right at the back door, 
took him out and buried him. They're here to get you. And she hit the floor dead. Why? They lied to the Holy Spirit of God. God's not playing, y'all. God gave us this beautiful world to live in. He thought enough of us to send Jesus to die. And Jesus had to go home. He didn't want us to be by ourselves. So he sends the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God is real. And if you're saved, that's who's living inside you. All right? Let me give you another one right quick. Grieving the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You're living in the Spirit? Walk in it. Don't live a two-faced life. It's, it's, it'll lead to no good. Listen, before I surrendered to preach, I knew God wanted me to preach, but I didn't want to preach. I was satisfied like I was, doing what I was doing, living where I was living, church in walking distance. Hey, we had two businesses thriving, masonry and printing company. I mean, I wasn't lacking for anything except obeying the Lord. And God just kept on and kept on and kept on grieving the Holy Spirit, knowing, hey, what I'm supposed to be doing. I tried to be happy everywhere I'd go. I tried to be happy, but inside I was a sick man because I was disobeying God. I wasn't answering the call. That's not only to preach, y'all. That can be to be saved. That can be just to be a, a, a worker in the church. That can be just going next door to your neighbor. Listen, grieve in the Holy Spirit of God. It'll lead to unchristian conduct. You find that there in Galatians 5. I'm not going to read those again, 19 through 21. That's a horrible bunch of stuff. When you look at it and you understand what all that is, that is a horrible horrible bunch of stuff to be tied up with. It'll bog you down. It'll cause you to be in prison for the Lord or for the devil. Unchristian conduct. Unchristian control. But listen, how about us Christians? We have our conduct also. We have our control also. You know what? I didn't always make good grades, but I'm going to tell you the grade that bothered me the worst to take a pork card home was conduct. I mean, my goodness, I dreaded to see the conduct. I knew what it was going to be, but still, I dreaded to see it. I dreaded to take it home. What you going to do about this? I couldn't say, it wasn't me. You know, that's what young is that. Wasn't me. I'd have a thing to do with it. And you know, what's so bad? Parents will side with a youngin' knowing he's lying. Young man was in jail. Daddy went to see what the deal was. Got down there and he says, the police said, well, we got them locked up back here. You can, uh, you can come get them. So he walks back there and says, oh, you come to get me out? Nope, you can come to get you out. Just want to see if he's okay. The problem today is parents buying their youngins out of sin. Let me tell you something. You can do that. If you've got plenty of money, help yourself. I know a man that hocked his house, his cars, and everything because of his son. And he lost it all. His son did time. And now he's still making payments. I'm going to tell you something. You can buy them out of anything you want to, but you'll not buy them out of hell. You say, that's awful strong, preacher. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm not sorry I said it. Hell's a real place. 
Jesus is real and Jesus is coming. He's going to shut the door one day. The door is going to be shut just like when Noah got in the ark. Him and his family and all the animals. The Bible simply says three words. God shut forward the door. God shut the door. There was no entrance after that. Let me tell you something. There's an entrance to hell. The gates of hell. Hey, they're there. The Bible says hell hath enlarged herself. Why? Because more people are going to hell than they are heaven. There's no exits. There's no exits in hell. We need to be careful about grieving the Holy Spirit of God. Listen to the last one. Let me run through them right easy, right quick. Says against the Holy Spirit, in case you might have missed, rejecting the Spirit, blasphemy against the Spirit, lying against the Spirit, grieving the Holy Spirit, but last of all, quenching the Holy Spirit of God. Do not quench His promptings. When God is speaking to your heart as a lost person or a saved person, don't quench the Spirit to pray, witness, Stepping out on faith. Do that. Do it for the glory of God. If you don't, you're quenching the spirit of God. We not only quench his promptings, but if we keep on, we'll quench his progress. His progress. God wants to progress this outfit. Some of you have been here a long time. You've seen what God has done with this church. Oh yeah, we've had some to leave along the way. You know, every year when we plant a garden, I pull up weeds. Weeds grow with with the crop. Weeds grow. Weeds in the church. Pull them up. Get rid of them. Hey, man. Preacher said, "Well, you know, I'm losing some members. I, I'm losing. They some of them leaving. They going elsewhere. And blah blah." I said, "Well, that's just how life is, man. They can't get settled. They want to go here a while, go there a while." <laughs> then he said, "Let me tell you something. I got a whole crop of them. I give you their names. They ain't been there in a year or two. So I don't like. You better keep them." Why people be commitment? And most of them, listen, most of them are quenching the Spirit of God because they can't get settled. Find where God wants you, get in there, and give it all you can give it. We had a fire one time, years ago, years ago. I ran for the hose pipe. Some of you know it's a garden hose. I turned the water wide open. I flew down through there and mashed the nozzle. And all I got was, shh. What is this? Shh. Run back up the line there if the hose was kinked. Wouldn't let the water through. That's what sin does in your life and in my life. It puts a kink there where the Spirit of God can't get through to do what He wants to do. Kinks. Get them out of your life. I don't care what it is. Confess it. Confess it. Get it over with. Listen, God is sovereign. That means he's everywhere all the time. That's why Jesus went home to send the Holy Spirit of God. Remember, Genesis 6, 3, the Spirit of God will not always strive with us. That's why when he speaks to us, we need to move. I don't need a second opinion when God speaks. Now, I don't mind a second opinion with a doctor. Hey, I don't mind that. Most of them don't either. If they're good, when they want you to get a second opinion. I don't need a second opinion if God says so. Listen, we need to go forward. Walking in line with our conduct and be in control through the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, we've got one life to live. I heard this said one time. Does your video match your audio? 
your video, your actions, match your audio, what you're saying, what you're teaching, what you're preaching. Does it match? Hey, I'll be first to admit, sometime it don't. Sometime it don't. I beg you today, if God has spoken to you, don't sit there. You say, I don't want to be embarrassed. You'd rather be embarrassed in this service or be embarrassed when you stand before God and He says, Son, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Um, got some boys right over here that's going to escort you into hell because you can't come into heaven. Depart from me because I never knew you. That's going to be a horrible thing. You say, I, I won't know it, I'll be dead. Your body will be dead, but your soul will be very much alive and we will know what's happening. Beg you, please, I'd rather be embarrassed in this service than to stand before God and be embarrassed. Haven't mentioned this in quite a while. There's a lot of notes on that cross. Brother Mark was talking about it the other day. He said, Kenny, he said, there's sermons all on that cross. Sermons. People concerned about their loved ones. Perhaps your name is on there as a lost person. Maybe on there. Could be. You say, well, that'd be embarrassing. I forget. I think it's New Springs. I'm not positive now. Before they were in the building they were in, they were meeting somewhere, and we went to a service, and there were a lot of names painted on the walls. I said, what is that? I said, that's lost people's name. Painted on the wall to remind us to pray for them. So when they get saved, we cover it up, we spray it, blacked it out. Hey, they're saved, they're forgiven. There's still some notes up here. You can come, put your prayer request on there and stick it in there during the invitation if you want to, or come afterwards. Mainly, I want you to obey the Lord. God loves us no matter what state we're in. He loves us. But he wants us to be saved. He wants us to commit. He wants us to be open and honest with him. I beg you today, obey the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, to share your precious word today. God, I stand before these people. I stand before you, God. I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, cleanse my heart, hear my prayer, and take this message and use it for your glory and honor. Lord, it's not a performance. It's not just another service, but it's you, Lord. Nothing but you. God, I pray that you take it in your hand. And whatever you do here today is your business. I don't have to like it, but I pray that you touch hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.